What up, y'all? This is Taylor Hart from Respect My Region. You're tapping into episode 20, I believe, of Blunt Talk. I might be off on my count. I don't remember. Um, but I do believe it is 20. Um, and I'm here today with Louie. He's here in the building with me today. Uh, super stoked because uh, I think I might have only met you in like passing or something. I feel like Mitch might have like been like, yo, what's up? This is Taylor or something at one point. But I don't think we've ever actually like met or anything like that so it's been cool to line up this interview and get it going here um i got the uh uh lilac wine strain from k savage this week for the blend of the week um a bunch of my coworkers were talking this strain up um it's like a gelato cross i think um i can't remember what they said but they were talking it up so i bought it and uh rolled it up so we're gonna see how it is um but uh but yeah what's good how you been what you doing in town here man i've been straight i've been straight i'm just trying to keep going filming just keep my head up keep everything keep keep everything on the up go yep. i'm out here though um my manager put together an event based around uh, a suggestion that i gave him so that's the reason i came out here you know, mm-hmm. when i was out here i was you know, we just set up everything basically. Just trying mm-hmm. to work at the studio. Uh, had a successful show with Shorty Shorty last night. Nice. Mm-hmm. Event was put on by 1K Events. Okay. And 1K Events is on by my manager, Papa Black. Right. Okay. So everything's like in house. That's nice. That's so. always good. You've been uh, out in Atlanta now. Uh, for how long have you been out there? For like a year now. A year now? It'll be a year in, in July. That yeah. shit's crazy. Yeah. Do you like it uh, more out there, or is it just different scene, different vibe for you? It's like literally black and white from mm-hmm. Washington. But my family's there, so it's like it's not. That's nice. That's comforting. Yeah, it's not too different. Yeah. I got one side of family out. It's like I got one side of family on this coast, but like my some my, my family ain't even in Washington like mm-hmm. that. So it's like leaving. It's like leaving and going to live with other family don't. It's not a huge difference. I just yeah. miss my family members and shit. But right, right, right. Majority right. of my folks is there. So. Do you feel more at home down there than you do up here? No. Nah. Nah. Hell no. I got Hell you. Hell no. <laughs> it's not. It's not as foreign because they they're well, the southern hospitality. They right. welcome you, so it's yeah. not as foreign. You don't feel like a foreigner. Yeah. They're not gonna let you feel like a foreigner. Like right. they really make sure you feel like one of them that southern hospitality yeah but out here you know it's home to home mm-hmm. I mean, so it's got this it ain't shit to do out here yeah <laughs> and it's still home it's still not like yeah that's why you got to get up out of the area do you think though that down there uh is it like a better creative area for you like does it have a better environment for you creatively or do you get the same <laughs> same effect out here from out there no, it's different effects. It's different for sure. effects for sure. It's way more, just way more going on every day, every night, yeah. every hour. Something else to inspire you. Yeah, mm-hmm. something going on, something to keep me busy, something to keep me doing something. Like, yeah. It's always something. You're yeah. not going to run out of shit to get into out there as a creative. Right. Out here, the city kind of just shuts down at like, I feel like midnight probably. 
not everything's done and over with and there isn't anything to do. The thing, yeah. You know the difference, the main difference that I've witnessed is out there. It's hard to book studio time. Really? The same day. Because there's people want to work so bad mm-hmm. that you can't get no session at nine o'clock on Friday if you book it Thursday. Like you gotta book if you want that Friday slot, you're gonna have to call them like Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. That's why the labels don't open up their studios to people mm-hmm. to get organized. And then out here, it's less rappers, right? It's less rappers, it's less activity. And yeah. then sometimes you still can't even get sessions. So it's like they're not even but I don't know. It's just it's like I feel like there needs to be out here, it needs to be more studios and more and more people working. Yeah, that's like a, more people working yeah, so that everybody can have more access. Cause shit, if I call, if I want a studio session right, right now for tonight and it's nine o'clock, I might probably, I don't know if I can get it out here. Yeah. I don't know if I can get that out here. I, uh, of course, I haven't made it out to Atlanta, so I don't know much about it out there um, other than, you know, what I can see from my perspective as a Seattleite. Um, but that is an interesting observation that I guess I don't really think about those like last minute um, studio runs where like you're feeling creative in the middle of the night and you want to go to it. I don't really think about like availability wise. Nobody's trying to do that out here. Right. I met, right. One, I met one engineer that I locked in with. He moved with me to Atlanta. Yeah. We live together. Yeah, Joe, right? Yeah, Joe. Yeah. And Joe's ass. Yeah. My, Joe told me to make sure I tell you guys he's the GOAT. He is the GOAT, though. I be knowing. I be paying attention and no, following him. Joe is definitely a god. Uh, and I definitely, uh, Joe, if you pop in and listen to this, I do want to connect with you soon. Don't get me wrong. You've been on my radar to talk to because um, I've been following him, too, because he was rocking with RMR back in the day as well. He said that. Yeah. And, bro, did you know that? Yeah. I didn't know Joe worked for Armor. Yeah. He, was he told me that. I said, what the, the fuck? Yeah. So I knew it. I, I met him years ago when he started with RMR because um, it was kind of around the same time that I started with RMR. Um, and so I knew him through that. And then just watching him over the years and seeing what he was doing and stuff. Joe's um, growth is tremendous. Like when I first met Joe, mm-hmm. he was like a. a He's like a stubborn sponge. Like he, he's gonna soak it up. And yeah. Get with the program, but he still yeah got his little sturdiness about that's him. That's so awesome. So that's why he's just a brother now. He ain't mm-hmm. even an engineer. That's why I say he moved with me. We both yeah. moved. When I left, he left. He's like, How did brother. you guys link up in the first place? Um it's it's a trinkle down effect. Mm-hmm. Uh my management had clattered in locked in with chris pack so i would always go over there that's where i met eli um and the way i want to work yeah the rapid speed i'm trying to work and how much Mm -hmm. eli wasn't available and then i'm like uh the price that they wanted it wasn't doable it was just like bro i'm trying to come here like eight hours every or like four four five six hours two days a week yeah it's like bro that's a thousand plus dollars if i want to work with y'all right so i was like i can't afford to be paying y'all 90 100 they said 
well, we have an intern here named Joe if you want to work with him. I ain't know Joe. Right. So I knew Eli. Yeah. So then I just said, fuck it. Like, man, I hope Joe, I was like, I hope Joe is not a hard, I hope this can work. Right. We start locking in every night, every night. And then it it just became like, man, left and right type type ordeal. Like, I don't, now I don't work with nobody else. Well, that's beautiful. And Joe's even told me, like, bro, you just, I'm like, nigga, you really helped a nigga out type shit. And I'm like, nigga, you helped me out. Shit. <laughs> man, I don't got to call nobody, bro. I don't have to call nobody. If I want to yeah. record at, like, if I want to record tonight, man, I can record tonight only because I got Joe. Yeah. So. Um, That's a beautiful relationship to find, though, somebody like that. Because you know that he's going to always make you sound good. Absolutely. Yeah. He went down there to Atlanta and he worked in like five different studios. That's amazing. He has all 24 7, like 24 access to like two studios out, two, three studios, like the keys. That's in- that's incredible. <laughs> like to just move <laughs> mm-hmm. from Seattle mm-hmm. where the culture is different and then go out there and just bounce out. Now you got keys to a building. Yeah. Two buildings. And yeah, he, I, don't, I ain't going to lie, bro. It's professionalism and his skill. Yeah. He's hella skilled. Yeah, I mean, he, he can was, catch on fast. He, yeah. He's out there working with, now he's working with B List and uh, he, I know he's going to get to work with an A List, yeah. the situation he's in. But the B-list artists that I've been around with him right. working, and them B-list artists be assholes, bro. They be <laughs> assholes. Like the way they talk to people, wow. the way they talk to their mm-hmm. engineer, and what they expect their engineer to do like this. Like shit, you gotta imagine recording for like Kanye or something. Right. You gotta think like that engineer probably goes through hell. Yeah. Like I and I really think it's cause it's like a it's kind of like a thankless job, I feel like. I feel like there's not a lot of spotlight and shine that gets put in, on the, in engineer. the engineer. That's why I always make sure to tell people, like, bro, yeah. it's Joe. It's me for sure. But when I first met Joe, our first 10 sessions was rough. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to tell him, like, I need you to be faster. Yeah. Like, bro, <laughs> you got, you take too long. And he would get offended at first. He didn't know what I was trying to say. I'm like, nigga, we shouldn't be taking this long to do this. Right. And then I don't know. He just got used to the speed. Me doing that to mm-hmm. him at first, he told me like he was thinking like I was an asshole. <laughs> I'm like, bro. But now when he's in the A, he's That's how you he's grow, yeah, he's dealing yeah. with different monsters. <laughs> he calls me for a session. I sit in. I can't believe how fast they be wanting him to work. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no, but that's my I'm guy saying. though. He's a he's on his shit. Like I'm on my shit. We work yeah. for each other. That's good like, though. Sure. Yeah, that's super good. That that symbiotic relationship is what produces really good music. I talk about it all the time on this show. Uh, finding even with like the producer and artist relationship too, that whole team, the whole recording team, is really how the magic happens. I mean, Joe holds the the final sound, you know, in, yeah. in his hands. So having a good relationship and knowing what you gotta treat him the best. Right. And knowing <laughs> what where his skills lie and what his creative mind hears out of the music that you're making. But also like what you want that finished product to sound like. Like you need to have that even relationship between the two. Mm-hmm. So it's super hard to find somebody like that. And I'm a I'm a finicky person when it comes to the mix down and how the final product sounds. And like 
if it doesn't sound good, I'm probably not going to listen to the yeah. whole thing, you know? And, and so props on, uh, on the quality of it, which is another reason why want, I've been wanting to connect with Joe was because of following like your music and some of the other things that he's been doing too. It's I ain't never like, really locked in right. with an engineer like that before. Mm -hmm. It's a different relationship. Yeah. Like for real, like the friendship, y'all, everything that like, Music, it's just like it goes hand in yeah. hand. You really got the engineer, producer, rapper, yeah, manager, like all of those go hand in hand. And if, like, I don't know, it's just my first. It's just dope. Yeah, it's dope because it's like every time I create with Joe. Yeah, so it's like what we create. I remember I used to uh, how I finesse Joe. Black, like, this is funny as hell, bro. <laughs> this how I finesse Joe. Oh, Look, look, this is how I wasn't really trying to, but you know how, like, when you record with somebody, mm -hmm. this is how good he had to get for yeah. real because he would record with me, it would be a rough mix, right? Yeah, and then you know, you have to pay for the final mix, right? I make so much music, yeah, at a speed that I would just make the song and drop the song, <laughs> and because I have such a uh, I have a good following, right. They want to know who did the, like, who. And Joe called me like, bro, did you just put that shit out? I'm like, yeah. He was like, I just remember him getting on me like, bro, I got to fucking mix it. <laughs> and I'm like, we'll mix it. The fuck? Mix the song. He's like, bro, they we charge extra for mixes. I was like, well, you're going to have to deal with that then. <laughs> like, you got to deal with that. I'm dropping these songs. So either, like, I don't know, like, bro, bro, put yeah, it, right. I'm like, give me some, give me a mix to where it sounds good right away. Exactly. You have to be really good and really fast to make shit sound good right away. That's yeah. why people get the recording out the way and then go back home, yeah. sit on it and do the mix. Joe makes everything that we drop, mm -hmm. bro, Joe makes that on spot. He doesn't send me no other mixes unless it's a... Right. It's a situation. That's incredible. Like, like, and I mean, that ha a lot that of that just, has to do with the setup of when you go in to record it, oh, too. Yeah. You know, you got to have those right levels. And, and it eliminated the extra mix cost. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not to take no money out. Joking, like, <laughs> I just told him, like, bro, the rate I record with you, right. I don't know what you're making on the top, but it, there should be some leverage with me. Like, I, right. I record with you way too much, bro. <laughs> No, it'll balance out the rate that you're recording and releasing will balance out you yep. need the extra mixes you know not only that but efficiency my god being able to record uh and and mix it down just like that you know that that's really dialing it in and being efficient with it and really, like if you can do that you're gonna be making money great you know and you can apply that for everything too so that's yeah, uh that's rad. He stays up late with me too. He does not complain. Unless <laughs> I get too drunk. If That's I get too drunk, too. Joe starts getting mad as hell. <laughs> How late are you in the studio usually? Like what what's your like hours of creativity? Uh so it's a berry. One manager can't make it past nine. <laughs> <laughs> he will not come past nine. <laughs> This manager is a night owl. <laughs> yeah. So this man's yelling at me at 
4.30 in the morning. Oh, my God. I'm like, nigga. He's like, bro, it's time to work. I'm like, nigga, it's 4.30. It's time to sleep. We only got like an hour. <laughs> I'm just like, damn. But that's just the, the type of hours that we record. Yeah. I, I never have recorded in the day. I don't do that. <laughs> All, don't do always that. at night? I've never recorded during the day. All right. Like, I, mean, I don't record during the day. I can't unless it's an all-day thing. I have to go. Yeah. I, Joe, anything, what's crazy is anything past 10, anything before 10 p.m., oh. Joe will be surprised if I book. <laughs> uh, he'll be like, you want 9 o'clock? you like, okay. Really yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what he says. He'd be like, are you so really going to show up? Bro? I'm like, <laughs> So I record at like 10. All That's my sessions so go from like 10 to 6. Okay. Okay. 10 to 6. I, I'm a night owl myself. Like, is it, do you think that you operate in those hours just because that's when you're like finally awake and ready to do it? Or does the nighttime have just like that environment that you those like are, and that feeling that you like? Those are like trouble hours. Okay. If I stay in the studio, when niggas go to the club, I stay out of trouble. Right. If I stay in the studio while niggas go to parties and while niggas is out, I stay out of trouble. I stay out the way of everything. So that's how that started. I mean, that's smart. So <laughs> niggas started. That's I used to get into a lot of little, like me, my team, we used to get into a lot of little bullshit at clubs and shit mm-hmm. at the club nights that my managers used to run. Right. And it just became like too much. So I'm just Not like, really. I'm about to start going to the studio at 10 p.m. Yeah. Because that's when the club doors open. That's smart. That's a good way to do and it. Staying there so that when they, when my homies, they would get out and then see what I'm doing. Because they know I'm probably still in the studio. Yeah. They just got the club. Yeah. I'll just be in there vibing. I just brought the club to the stoop. Yeah. I bring my bottle. I need a bottle for sure. Like, and I just record from 10 to 10 to 10 to 4, 10 to 6, always 10 to 4 for sure. But I don't know. It's just everybody sleep. Everybody, like, I can't really talk to people. Right. I mean, I really got to zone in. There's only a couple people I know that's up at 4 in the morning yeah. on a Tuesday. That's why I like the nighttime. So I'm like, I like it. I start. I usually, because I, I still work a, a day job as well. So I work four tens there. So I usually, I get off around 10 o'clock. So I come home, I make myself some dinner or some shit. And then 11 to whenever is my secondary work hours. You know what I mean? And they're the best times to get work done because there are no distractions. 11 to 7? Oh, 11 to whenever. Whenever I fall asleep usually. So, um, which is usually around 3, 30, 4 o'clock is usually. So I'm working on everything else that I do. So I, I work at dockside during the day and I sling lead all day. And then I come home and then I just like listen to new releases and then like work on, well, nowadays it's been podcasting stuff and whatnot, but yeah. So it's, it's like the perfect, like creative hours for me. So I totally get that. Like the nighttime is the perfect time for me to be creating, but I also like it takes me probably three, four hours to wake up in the morning. Like I'm usually just like foggy as hell, just super groggy, not wanting to do anything in the early, like in the first few hours of my day. 
Uh, and that's just time for me to like fully function as a human being. You know, it's hard for me to wake up. I think my ADHD helps with all that. Oh man, I wish. Like, I don't. Well, I don't really wish that ADHD, but like, I wish I could just like wake up and be like ready for my day. But I am not at all. I go to sleep. I'll go to sleep. Mind you, niggas is drunk. This fuck. I'll go to sleep five. And I'm up. If I go to sleep at five, I'm I'm gonna be up at like nine for sure. I'm be up by nine for sure, but ready to go. Yeah. Like I'm not no I'm not I just wake up and go. I don't really have like yeah them problems waking up like oh do unless I'm just chilling. Yeah. You know, like Sundays, I'll do that on Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can get up and go, but I won't be uh I won't be functional. I guess. <laughs> and I love when I have yeah. hella shit to do. Yeah. Nonstop. I wish it was like that. That's what yeah. I'm working for. Yeah. I don't want to have chill time. I don't want to just chill. Like I am not a. I'm like I'm a relaxed person. Don't get me wrong. I'm chill and shit. But yeah. Like, I'd rather be doing something. Yeah. Right, Niggas start getting fidgety and shit. Yeah. Or like I, like ADHD will uh, fuck you up because. I keep learning more shit about that. I ain't never really paid attention to it, but it was just, I don't know, it's hella shit you don't finish because you yeah. got so much ideas and shit. So I got a whole bunch of unfinished ideas. So I always right. have something to come back to. See it through to the end mm-hmm. is uh, a difficult one. Uh, yeah, I feel that though. Because uh, I mean, I don't have ADHD, but I have a million different ideas and I want to do them all, but I can't do them all. And I know I can't do them all but I want to do them all. So I sit there and think about it all day and try and do them all. Um, and sometimes it's hard to focus on, on what I want to do and shit. So um, that's kind of why the nighttime is better for focusing on that type of shit for me. Um, I lost my train of thought halfway through that because it's a blood. Um, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Just got blunted. But yeah, uh, fucking creativity and uh, like dealing with like different your mental problems and shit like that, like ADHD or like I deal just like with a lot of like anxiety issues and stuff like that. Getting to know like what's going on and why I'm feeling that way uh, has been like super eye-opening for me recently and it's like helped with my productivity because i do get anxious when i have a million things to do you know what i mean and so it's crazy what um you can accomplish when you like really get in tune with yourself and and when you're feeling those ways because like if i have a million things to do um it is energizing and it makes me want to do more things um so i can relate to that a lot um, but sometimes it's overwhelming. Oh, yeah, for sure. I got anxiety issues, but not about I, I want to be doing hella shit because yeah. I be thinking about like shit I didn't been through. Yeah. And then I'll just start. I'll, I'll have like PTSD and shit. I'll just start tripping out. I'll start thinking about it too much. Yeah. So I'll be trying to like go to the studio so I don't really have to think about nothing. Yeah, I could just, right yeah for sure. Because if I'm just chilling at the house, that's right. Like, I don't be trying to chill because I'm just going to think about shit. Right. I'm just going to think about shit. And I don't be one. I don't mind. Yeah, for sure. 
yeah, it's nice to focus on other things to kind of keep your mind off of those things, but it's also nice to like kind of embrace it. And I think that's uh, like music is a good way to uh, simultaneously keep your mind off of those things, but while also like working through those things. Because yeah. when you incorporate it into your lyrics and you're able to explore that, but... like it's off your chest. Yeah, That's how I exactly. Feel. I feel but like you... it's off my chest. I don't yeah. really gotta. I just gotta deal with it emotionally now. Right. Yeah. But I think that's also what's nice about, you know, being locked up in the studio in the middle of the night is it it creates a more vulnerable environment and you're able to kind of like just like get into your, uh, you know, I think about I'm obviously not in the recording studio myself, but like I think about that in the sanctity of my own studio here when I'm at home. Um, I just feel like I'm able to express myself more in the middle of the night, like when I'm by myself in, in here. And so I feel like with artists, it's, it might be the same way when you're in the studio late at night when, you know, the world is asleep, but you're still awake and you're able to be vulnerable and, and express yourself in that way. Do you find that that it's easier because you are in the studio late at night? Um. My life has always revolved that. It always revolved around nighttime. Yeah. Because it was like, shit, growing up, you had school in the day. Mm-hmm. And you got shit going on in the day. But niggas would do shit at night. Right. Feel me? Like, we would do shit at night. Whether it was like stupid ass teenage shit or whether it was like, feel me? Just staying out, mm-hmm. trying to trying to find something to do. I think that just followed me into my adulthood. Yeah. And I'm just used to it. I don't want to sleep. I be yeah. telling my, like, I don't be wanting to sleep at <laughs> three, four. And people be like, nigga, that's not normal sleep. And I be like, but I just, I don't know. I don't want to sleep. And it's yeah. not because I, I got like problems that I'm going through or anything like that. I really just don't, I don't like sleeping. Right. You'd rather be up living. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I feel that. I just, so it's like, I don't know. You got to find people that want to sit in the studio for eight hours when they normally get their sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Like I just took a whole person's sleep schedule. Yeah. And made it a work schedule. Yeah. And then during the day. You have to get on your schedule. That's what I'm saying. Then during the day, I can just get shit done. Yeah. It's vital. I do also get that feeling during the day where I get distracted by, you know, everything and I would rather be out doing something than focusing and like sitting behind a laptop or, you know, sitting in a dark environment. I'd rather be out with the sun. I think especially being out here in Seattle, too, where it's like dark and gray most of the time that when the sun comes out, it's like really super distracting, you know, (laughs) sometimes. But um but yeah, uh, anyways, uh, let's talk about uh, some of the new music and shit that you've been working on and whatnot, because um, I know you just dropped, um, what was it, Purge out on SoundCloud mm-hmm. just recently, like last week or some shit? Yes, it's, uh, it'll be on all platforms, probably by Monday this week. By Monday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you got a whole bunch of stuff in the cut, right, that you're going to be wish you uh what kind of direction have you been going on more of like the melodic sound have you been going back to some of like the rapidy rap roots or um i've been i distanced myself from both like i did one heavy and mm-hmm. then i switched it over and did this heavy and right, right now 
I'm trying to find the middle. The middle ground. Mm-hmm. So I'll be melodic, mm-hmm. but I still put I'm putting bars in my melod in my melodic, like in my melodies. Yeah, oh, yeah, God. yeah. I'm putting bars in there, so that's what I've been focusing on. And then it's just like real life shit, so it's easy. Mm-hmm. Feel me? So yeah, for sure. I'm just going that route. Yeah, which is always good. But yeah, I, I mean, did just drop hers. That's yeah. probably my favorite, one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Out of everything. Uh, I always have favorites. Purge is definitely like mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Like I want to shoot the video ASAP. For sure. I just have hella shit going on. So yeah, it's hard to fit that in for sure. It is. with with your music videos do you usually do like bigger productions or do you usually just like keep it tight within like a day just Um, like shoots i've never done a real scripted big budgeted video Mm -hmm. like everything to me i try to keep natural as fuck Mm -hmm. that's just what i that's just what i prefer right Feel me like the organic approach. I really like that. Like I don't want to go rent a building and have a nice cars all in there and right. like I'd rather I tell my cameraman and just like I had to find Joe. Mm-hmm. I had to I I'm still like searching, feel me, for yeah. a Joe behind the lens and shit. Right. I got a few people I locked in with Sideshow mm-hmm. and uh and Alec. Alec Wong. Yeah, for sure. He moved. He's from Seattle too. He moved to Georgia. Right. So when I linked up with him out there, he shot my last two. I yeah. think my last two videos. But yeah, I like the more. I just tell niggas to follow me. <laughs> I just be like, bro, just. Yeah. I'll tell niggas like, bro. I know I'm gonna pay you X amount. Yeah. For like, a two hour shoot or whatever, two three hours, but that is just not how I want my video. Right. Right. Nigga, just come chill with us type shit. Totally. Oh God, like just come chill with us, like it's just normal. Feel me? You just capture the vibe and just capture Mm -hmm. us, just being us doing what we do. It's not necessarily about the script or the production of the video. Like, nah, bro. Just I want it to be natural. Yeah. Like, like a a vlog type video. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a (laughs) a real lack of that. In a lot of, even though like social media has made it um, more natural for people to be like organic and natural on camera, I think TikTok has made it so that a lot of that natural being on camera is now being like choreographed and being like, you know, there's been a lot of people in the past decade or so that it's just like. TikTok has made shit so choreographed that you can go viral off of making a sandwich. Right. <laughs> so now you're yeah. taking TikTok steals and bids of mm-hmm. you making a sandwich. Yeah. And it'll go viral. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and to me, that just like. it's nuts it's nuts and then of course everybody wants to be a fucking superstar artist and shit and so they get tiktok famous and then they try and do music and then they try and just do these plug and play songs that would be and the problem is that they have such a big following and that it's so easy to put together a song yeah but that's a uh that's a there's type of artists. Yeah. Feel me? So there's For different sure. genre of artists. Like 
not genres of music, but genre artists. Like right. you have your emotional artists, mm-hmm. and then you got your gangster artists, and then you got your mainstream artists, and then you got your TikTok artists. Like that's the type of artist. Like totally, man. yeah. So and TikTok made it like that, but shit, it makes sense if you want to. Yeah. I don't know. You Which should. is crazy though. It's just crazy how much they've it's changed like the landscape of things. Um, but I think the organic approach is um, is something that is has become uh, more accepted. Because um, it's you. Yeah, exactly. It's you. It's no, it's no gimmick. Like, that's what I love about myself mm-hmm. and my music is that it's like every day I live a real life. Right. So nigga, don't put me on this camera doing no fake shit I don't do. <laughs> like <laughs> no, I don't exactly. want to do that. And my music is that too. Nigga, I don't right. want to go in the studio and act like no killing ass nigga. That's not what I do. <laughs> like, nah, that's not what I do. That's not right. what I talk about. Yeah. I mean, I talk about my problems, what I'm going through, how I'm getting through it, my all the shit. So I just want that all the way around. Yeah. All the way around. It's, so it's a good approach to take for sure. But that makes it easy yeah because i'm like in my <laughs> and it makes it better for my fans because they're they follow me mm-hmm. and they know that about me yeah so i don't got to give these these motherfuckers no ten thousand dollar video right my five hundred dollar video might do better than the ten thousand dollar video <laughs> like i think that's also uh there's something about like the caliber of people that are coming out of this area too, um, where the quality is some of these things at these lower level, you know, not a lot of us have a lot of money to do, but we still are putting out like top tier quality things. And I think that's something also really special about taking some people from this area too and helping them out in like Atlanta and getting bigger outside of here too. It's just like the quality uh, of what we're doing, you know, the quality of what Joe puts out or the quality. I was about to say, you that's like, without doing it, I did it. Yeah. And I invested in the quality. Right. Without doing it, I did it by investing in Joe. Yeah. And really not working with the engineers that the like every time a big a big artist came in mm-hmm. and my and my management was doing a feature with them, mm-hmm. they would call the top guy. Top guy, which is Chris Pack. Right. Um and they were they you need Chris Pack. Feel me? Like you yeah. need Chris Pack. And no offense, I don't want Chris Pack. I want Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, yeah. but they hear what I'm putting out. My yeah. team, they hear what I'm putting out and they respect that request. Right. So they got no problem with going to grab Joe. Yeah. Like he, he'd rather, we'd rather Joe. Yeah. Like than anybody. So it's like, without even investing in myself, I did that. Which is good though. It's good to invest in the quality of it all. I feel and- like more people should out here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Lock in with somebody. <laughs> yeah. And the problem is, is that I feel like everybody wants to make it 
but they're worried that if they make it with anybody else that the other person will get the spotlight instead of them which is so corny because like everybody can win and you can bring up everybody and it it's been said and we've been talking about it for years but nobody is really doing it like that nobody from out here has really brought nobody though so that's why it is the way it is yeah because nobody's brought nobody exactly like man i it's just you know i i tell all my folks and and my managers had a real talk with me he's like nigga, when you get to a certain point you know what they're gonna try to do mm-hmm. like for me that's just what happens so it's like but see i'm more so like well the product is what you guys want right yeah so this is how the product gets made so we need these key ingredients to make exactly what y'all want if not if y'all want me to be on some different shit i'm these people ain't the right y'all need to get me around some people y'all want that pop shit or you want a different type of sound like i don't we don't produce that over here yeah, sticking to like, your again, taking that organic approach and sticking to your sound and what's what's core to you. You know what I mean? And so. people be afraid too. Like I said, like there's a couple young engineers out right now. There's a dude, um, K. He's in Auburn. Okay. Reed, uh, Eli. Those are the only three that I know of that I really rock with. And somebody's gonna snatch up Reed too sooner or later. Somebody's gonna <laughs> snatch him up. Somebody, cause Reed's dope too. He's fire too. Okay. I didn't know how good he was, but he's good. So I'm like, yeah, somebody gonna try to do. They're gonna try to build with Reed like I try to build, like I built with Joe. They should. Like, but people don't. Do <laughs> yeah. You try to build with somebody, and you turn them up, and then they're gone. Right. They get other opportunities. <laughs> yeah, they get another that. opportunity, and then mm-hmm. you're just put in all that time with him yeah. for no reason yeah, yeah yeah again it just goes back to that having that good relationship and keeping it and um and yeah it's not something that you see a lot of nowadays is people holding on to those relationships for a long time you know truly is the key is is the longevity of it you know i think about it all the time i'm always looking at the longevity of my career and and where i'm going to be you know 20 years from now going down this path now that i've like really nailed out like what i want to do and shit you know things that i do today are going to affect me 15 years down the line you know so if i burn a certain bridge somewhere you know that might come back to affect me negatively in the future and stuff so it really is um and if you foster good relationships now you know 15 years down the line you know that relationship could pay off in the end and you know i could get connected somehow some way or have an opportunity in the future so again i'm always uh you know thinking about that that long-term goal so um i think a lot of people are focused on that on the short term and like how they get that 15 minutes of fame like right now you know what i mean and going viral on on TikTok is one of the easiest ways to do it nowadays and so they really focus on that and and i feel like it really burns a lot of a lot of bridges often so um it's fucked up <laughs> people be fucking up nowadays but um you know whatever i just keep going 
uh, with the organic approach and just doing me. And so I respect that 100% with your approach to how you're doing it and whatnot. Um, and it really shows, it really pays off, you know, with the kind of support that you get and the people around you and stuff, uh, the, the energy is always there. So, I mean, you know, Respect My Region has been following you and, and posting about you for, for shit the entire time that RMR has been a thing, you know? Um, I think so. I was Mitch's first interview. First one ever? Really? In Portland. Oh, shit. Damn. When I was a young. That's hysterical. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to ask him about that. Cause that's pretty fucking funny. That's my dude. Yeah, I love Mitch though. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch is uh, Papa Mitch is one of the best uh, mentors I think I've had in my life. So shout out Mitch uh, for real, for real, because uh, uh, he's been dude. great. He so. knows, like yeah. he knows. Like yeah, Mitch, he's one of those people that respect the uh, organic following I got. Mm -hmm. And he goes to bat for me. I'll be seeing him on on Facebook on the Respect My Region. Like he'll he'll post he'll post me. Yeah. And then be in the comments under his normal page. Yeah. Like just speaking. Like he'll be like he'll say shit like bro. Like he'll I don't know he'll post some. Somebody will say something about me. You always got critics. Somebody say something about right. me. Mitch would be like, bro, every single time I post anything about MKF, like, I know the comments are going to be flooded. The shares are going to be there, yeah. bro, because it's, like, organic. And yeah. he's went to bat with me and for me on that. So, because that shit don't be getting no love out here. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you've been done dirty by the city uh, for sure. And, uh, and it, and... Who wrote that one article about MKF getting the tour band because the FBI and shit? You know what I'm talking about? Um, I want to say it was either like Mitch, John, or Isaiah. He told me that was like his most shared article he's ever wrote. It was probably Mitch. I shit had like uh, twenty four thousand. Yeah, because Mitch, uh, Mitch has written about y'all a, a hundred times. Mm -hmm. You know, like so many times. Like he. I, he's the one who really talked y'all up to me and, and got me really hip and familiar with it. Um, and and uh, I remember the whole um, the Studio 7. Um, I wrote the article when Studio 7 finally closed down fully mm -hmm. um, and everything. And so uh, it's just been wild to watch a lot of that stuff. But I was went there when Studio 7 opened like when they like open their doors and shit like that. And so it was crazy to see everything. But um, that whole shit with Tacoma was, I mean, that's wild. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just so wild, especially, especially when I just feel like you're so community and family oriented type person that it, it's just wild to me so yeah fuck that shit um anyways <laughs> shout out mitch uh and for always holding it down um because and that's why i uh 
like when I met Mitch and Joey and found out about Respect My Region, um, I just felt right at home because, you know, the way that they feel about things is the same way I feel about things. And I've always been rocking with people that have been in the underground. My dad's a musician from out here. And so I kind of grew up in the like underground metal community. And so super tight knit community that always gets a bad rap, even though they're like the nicest people ever. And so going into hip hop out here, I see a lot of the same shit where like when I'm out at these shows and shit, it's like super like family and like really good vibes. But then from the outside perspective, they're always hating on it and thinking that some other shit is, you know, there's something negative about it. And then really it's just like, just trying to live our lives, <laughs> you yeah. know, and just trying to be There's us. a couple people who got like a real organic following. And there's a group. I'm thinking of a group of, uh, in Seattle. They do music. They used to sell out. They used to sell out. Numos by themselves. Um, like, are we talking? They like weren't like rappers though. They weren't like street hood rappers. Is it like hip hop? Yeah, it was kind of like uh, like jazzy hip hop. Nah, like, what do you classify like Seattle artists like Dave B? You know who that is? I mean, he was like R&B, gospel-y, hip-hop. That's kind of what they were. And they were a group. I, I don't know what they were called, though. Was it the Physics? They're from Seattle. Morgan? No, I know Morgan. Yeah, they're definitely, yeah. Street, they're definitely street rap, though. Yeah, they're street rap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but I mean, like, the Physics, Thick Nat is uh, incredible. He's got another. one of my favorite voices from Seattle. Is that is that a group? Blue, Blue Scholars? Scholars? Yeah. That's Gio and Sobzy. And they're from Seattle. Yeah. And yeah. they have that crazy that backpack, that rap. cult following though. They be selling Jeez, shit out. Cult following, yeah. That's that. I, I wanna I don't know if it was them, but is it them or like it might be. It might um, be. Yeah, I love Blue Scholars. Um you know about incredible. Them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like they I mean, don't speak. Nomads yeah. also has a huge cult following. The Nomads um out in uh I unfortunately went to high school in Monroe, but I knew kids out in Monroe who had Nomads lyrics like tattooed on them and shit. Like yes. they have this weird like crazy cult following too. Um but yeah, Blue Scholars is is iconic Seattle. Uh, yeah, if they throw a show in 2 months. Yeah. It's going to be packed this fuck in there. Oh my god. Uh, I think actually Prometheus Brown Geo is um, down at Clock Out Lounge um, literally tonight uh, for uh, King's album release party which is going on right now I think uh, which is crazy. There's a bunch of people down there. I think Vitamin D might even be DJing down there. I don't remember if he was Vitamin in the D? bill or not. Know, but... None of these names. Uh, <laughs> I am not a Seattle, a Seattle guy. <laughs> Veteran, yeah, famous as producer. Yeah, vitamin D is super. From here? Yeah, national, national, national. yeah, he works with Kanye tons West. of people. He's um, with Kanye, but yeah, vitamin D mm. is incredible. Uh, vitamin D, uh, let's get you on the show too because that would be a great blunt talk session. Uh, because yeah, he is uh, he's inc gonna smoke with you incredible. <laughs> uh, he's incredible, so yeah, lots of good. That man, there's so, 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 so many talented people out here. It's, it's crazy. 
it's absolutely crazy um but it, it's also kind of cool to have a secretive pocket of just like uber talented people that don't get you know fucking don't succumb to hollywood and go all you know sell out and get crazy so um you know there's a there's a balance to it i want people to succeed and eat off of just making music and be able to be successful but i also don't want people to like sell out and then you know not stick to their stick to their roots and shit so um it's maintaining that balance um but i think uh i think just like the geography of seattle helps to keep it separated from a lot of things so uh, i don't know I don't know. Hopefully Seattle sometime gets a little bit more exposure to like the actual core of the music industry. You know what I mean? So people have a little bit easier chance. Um, yeah, motherfuckers don't know what's going on out here for real. Exactly. I like, don't nobody know. Like it's, it's like separated. detached. Because mm-hmm. it's like the Pacific Northwest is not known to be in the mix. Right. So motherfuckers just don't know. Yeah. Shit. I don't know. Like everybody know what's going on in the places where niggas know about. Like, but don't nobody know about. Yeah. They know Seattle. But as far as like what else what's going on behind that name, they don't know about shit. They don't know what's going on behind Yeah. What's in Washington. It's a different it's a whole different uh, And we're even detached from the West Coast kinda. Mm Mm-hmm. Like we have like a weird like our own coast type shit. Like it's, we're not it's California. Like a weird little. We're not Cali. Yeah. Like, no, it's it's definitely a weird little pocket. Um, I kind of feel like Cali don't really claim us. No, not at all. So we're damn near on our own. Yeah, I feel and... like <laughs> I, I feel like like the gigantic forest of Northern California through like a lot of Oregon, like Western Oregon and shit separates it all. You know, you think of a lot of it is like the Bay down to LA, you know, that's what people think of when they think of California music, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then you have all of that. And honestly, like flying back from LA uh, a couple of weekends ago, uh, you know, I was flying at night, flying up California coast, all the way up towards the Bay, super bright, super lit up everywhere you are. And then it gets pitch black outside because all it is is all forest and nothing until we got back up into Seattle where it's all lights again and everything. So. Right. You have so much blocking you. And then you have the Cascades, which really like shut it off. So like even the East side, which I hear people from Spokane bitching about it all the time, how they don't feel included in it. And it's really because those mountains cut everything off and you're like completely you gotta, separated. That's crazy. Yeah. I so, never thought of it like that. Well, I think it's just inaccessible. Really does. Yeah. Because Spokane is yeah. not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Spokane, yeah. It makes you not even want to go over there. Right. got to go over that. No. Yeah. And even with like Especially the internet and shit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No it's way. a lot. Bro, I ain't never went to Spokane to mingle. Right. <laughs> I don't know what's going on over there, and it's right. none of my business. There's not a lot. <laughs> There's not a lot going on. It's none on of my over business. There. I feel that's probably how LA and Cali feel about us. <laughs> LA and Cali feel they probably be like, "What's Seattle. going on in yeah. Seattle?" Is none yeah. of our business. That's like, why. That's why we fly out of here. Flock out of here and get it, get out. 
get out and go somewhere else and just take the core that the Northwest gives you because I feel like it gives you a good like foundation to go off of and then you get the fuck out of here and you go somewhere else. I mean, if, if that, you know what I mean? Seattle ever, if people ever want to know what's going on out here, mm-hmm. I feel like just, I don't know, we can create our own our own little section. Yeah. I mean, we don't really have nowhere. We don't have no identity. Yeah. So it's like, because motherfuckers don't care about what's going on. So no, the moment they care, that's why I say, if it ever gets to a point where they do care, then, I mean, it's going to be a lot of, it's going to be a lot of talent being exposed. And motherfuckers yeah. are going to finally see, like, damn, we, this shit went out there. Yeah. Like, that's how people be feeling about me when I go to the, uh, different sessions yeah and they would ask me where i'm from yeah and they just be like like i didn't even know there was like culture up there like <laughs> well i'm sure half the people don't even know where tacoma is yeah i had to leave tacoma though i never i seen tacoma like how we're talking about how washington sees like atlanta yeah. Like how I leave Seattle or how I leave Washington to go to Atlanta. Yeah. That's how I felt about Tacoma and Seattle. Like that's why I always kept close. I have a Seattle team like that. It's us, but it's like, you know, when it comes down to furthering business, getting yeah. to a higher level, a long term, like I always thought in my head, like, all right, I gotta go do business in Seattle. I perform more in Seattle than I have Tacoma. Yeah. Like, because I made relationships in Seattle with the right people. Right. So, and they just, I just understood. And they went to bat too. Yeah. My team went to bat too because they was putting a Tacoma, they putting a Tacoma nigga on a show before they put in Seattle niggas that are around the corner and they had to go to bat for that. Yeah, well, I mean, like you just gotta, you just gotta let niggas know exactly what it is. And Tacoma felt the same way about my situation. That's yeah. how different it is. Like I had to leave Tacoma to start fucking with people in Seattle yeah. for a bigger goal because yeah. it's like Seattle got a bigger audience. My niggas would be like, oh. quality always wins over everything. Niggas so would be like, why the fuck you got a Seattle manager? Though. And why the fuck? Because Why'd you go there? And I'm like. What's going on around here? Right there. Yeah, they're right there in the mix. It makes sense. And it's the name in the mix. Yeah. Like, niggas got some of the biggest names in the mix. Yeah. Makes sense. Like, that. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, that's niggas had to, niggas had to leave. Yeah. Even though it's like 30 minutes, it's like your mindset. You got to separate your mindset and just stop doing business out here. That's what I'm going to say. Just stop investing so much in Tacoma. Yeah. And I had to go to Seattle. Once I seen Seattle, and I felt like I couldn't do nothing more. Yeah, I just got to leave. Yeah. So and spread out, but it's good because uh, the internet has made the world real small, you know. And so you got to get out and explore all of it and get your name out everywhere. So you know, and it's the good. The internet to get out of has here. made the so, world real small. It sure has. So. Uh, speaking of that, uh, where can people go to find your stuff, follow you, uh, all of that? Um, any particular platform that you prefer or Instagram? I don't know which was Spotify, Apple. I fuck yeah. with those three the most. I'm starting, but my core fan base grew off SoundCloud. That's why I'm trying to go back. 
Yeah. Like I'm trying to go back. Like even when I wasn't on all major platforms, for you to have, you know, like SoundCloud isn't as accessible. Yeah. Like you, a lot of people don't have SoundClouds. They rather just because it's just difficult. Yeah. You know I mean, like so for if for me to yeah, there. that's what I'm saying. If you have a core fan base on SoundCloud, that's a strong they're fan real base. fucking with you. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. not everybody wants to go download download a SoundCloud like. For sure. So that's why I'm trying to go back right now. Yeah. If I can get my SoundCloud following popping again, then you're good. Yeah. Then I'm like, <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm all the way locked in now. There but, you go. Yeah, SoundCloud. I'm gonna drop on there. Louis MKF. Uh, my Spotify, my Apple. It's all Louis. My Instagram. I'm on Twitter again too. Word. Fuck with Twitter. Uh, with just Louis MKF. Everything. The only one I'm verified on is Instagram. Hey, shout out Instagram. Shout out, <laughs> shout out for those blue checks. Uh, so go follow him. Go check that shit out. Um, he'll be releasing some music. So keep in touch and uh, keep watching that shit. Um, what do we got? We got just like a couple of minutes. Did you have anything else that you want to say? Leave the people with it all or? Um, I mean, I'm just like, I'm just working. I'm just working. Just stick with me and just know like yeah. when what to look for with me is just like feel me like I don't know, just raw music. Mm -hmm. Like raw music. That's what I want to bring to the table. So if I were to tell anybody like I ain't all my music is gonna be raw, especially from now on. So Rob. So check out his shit because he's gonna put out a bunch of raw music. So every other week. Ooh, that's gonna be a lot. So uh thanks for tuning in for episode 20 of Blunt Talk with me, Taylor Hart from Respect My Region. And Louie's been with me today. Um, I don't remember who I have for next week, so we're gonna figure that out and get back with y'all on that one. But tune in for another episode, uh, you know, every every week with me. So Thank y'all for tuning in and I'll see you some other time.